This call is being recorded. Bonjour mes beautés, and thank you so very much for being with me on this call. I've been looking forward to it all day long. What I'd love to do is I'll talk for probably about 20 minutes about some of the concepts uh, that I addressed in yesterday's call, but what I'd love to do actually is to get into even more detail about some of those concepts. So, and then after that, what we'll do is we'll open it up to Q&A. You can ask me anything about life in Paris, about you know, style advice, French style, French beauty tips. Really, truly, I want this to be a very laid back, open, fun, relaxed, candid dialogue. So what I'm going to do just to avoid any sort of feedback or background noise, I'm going to mute everyone. And then during the Q&A, I will unmute you. And if you have a question or a comment, you can just speak up. I think we'll be a rather intimate group today. So don't worry about speaking over one another. I'm the host. I'll take care of it all. Don't worry about being impolite or rude. I know that we're all such a, a lovely group of sensitive, polite people that we might not dare to, you know, sort of raise our hands, so to speak. But like I said, don't worry. I'll be the moderator and I will control all of that. So what you can expect after this call today is to receive a recording of both this call and yesterday's. So because of that, what I am going to do is not get so much into this story that I shared yesterday, but get more into some of the details of the topics that I touched on yesterday. And what I'd actually love, uh, just because, just, just to confirm before I really launch into uh, my talk, I would love it if one of you would please shoot me an email and just let me know that you can hear me okay. I see all of you here on my interface. We have LA, we have Chicago, we have Calgary. We're all over North America and France. So if someone could please shoot me an email, then that would be very reassuring to me before I, I get launched and focused into my talk. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, here we go. So yesterday I talked a lot about how life in Paris has really affected my, my transformation from, and, you know, from, I really spoke a lot, I feel, about interpersonal and intrapersonal relations. So how I relate with others and how I relate myself. So I talked a great deal about confidence, about, um, and actually really, I was walking around today thinking that, um, you know, I was also talking a lot about self-esteem in addition to confidence. I did get quite a bit into, you know, French style and dressing and this concept of sort of seeking less approval and seeking more self-respect vis-a-vis how I take care of myself, how I dress, 
wellness. What I thought would be really fun today, especially because there's so many of us on the call, would be just to go for it and get into my straightforward things that I've learned from a very practical perspective when it comes to beauty and hair and style. Now, mind you, when I say style, I'm not talking about fashion. I'm talking, for me, style is how we carry ourselves in the world. It's how we dress ourselves, not simply how we dress. It's how we put things together. It's, it's how we design our environment, right? So when I talk about style, of course, you know, I'm happy to share my favorite brands. Um, and on that note, I'm not sponsored by any brand. So please know that if I mention a certain brand or a certain beauty product, that it's really something that I use and that I love. And I'm just sharing with you, you know, as you know, just two women having a conversation. So I think it's, it's really fascinating to me anyway, not to sound nombriliste. Nombriliste is this amazing word, N-O-M-B-R-I-L-I-S-T-E, which is basically the French for navel gazer, which honestly, in French culture, Americans sometimes, this, I, have, I know this word because I was in a room once where a French person said that Americans were nombrilistes. That was an interesting experience. I can save that. That should be a whole other talk. But so not to sound like a navel gazer, but I was sort of navel gazing, um, you know, looking at some of, some of the photos that I first had taken of me when I first moved to Paris. Well, I didn't officially moved here, but I was really starting to spend a lot of time here. So this is late 2014. And, and it's interesting to see how not so interesting maybe to see how my look has changed, but I can see how my routine has changed and I can see how I was dressing up more than to sort of, you know, look more Parisienne versus now, you know, well, I am Parisienne, so I could dress however and I would still be Parisienne, Parisian, um, but I really see a more effortlessness in my style, in the way I do my makeup, in the way I do my hair, but it is not effortless at all. It is not effortless at all. It's, um, it's a mindset. Things are just as well planned out and thought of as they were when I was you know, living in the States. The difference is, is now I'm dressing myself. I'm taking better care of myself. So there's, I'm not gilding the lily, so to speak. There's, I'm not trying to cover anything up. I'm not trying to impress. Sure, for certain situations, I want to convey a certain energy, a certain image, um, but it's a lot more, I'd say my style today is generated much more from somewhere inside of me versus generated from an image that I've seen in a magazine, um, you know, or on the street that I want to emulate. So for me, there's, you know, really three main categories here when we're talking about, you know, style as far as our, our physical body, how we present ourselves to the world, just, you know, our self, our unit, there's, as a female anyway, there's, well, I shouldn't say that for men too, but we're all ladies here on this call. So we're talking ladies to ladies here, hair, makeup, and clothing or style, right? So for the, for the purpose of this talk, when I talk about style, I'm really talking about how I dress myself. Um, so makeup, the, the biggest difference that I see in myself you know, in those older photos is makeup. I'm wearing a lot more makeup 
especially my eye makeup. And I'm actually, I'm wearing a lot more foundation. There's just a lot more um, going on. And I remember at the time feeling like I was really enhancing certain attributes. And now with this newer perspective I have living in France and being very close with French people, French women, you know, having a lot of uh, French femininity in my life, um, you know, and getting all of their tips in all ages, by the way, and uh, all different places in France. Um, it's interesting. I see it now is less I was enhancing, you know, specifically, I, again, I go back to the eyes. I was wearing quite a bit of eyeliner and mascara. Nothing wrong with that. I still do that for certain occasion, occasions. But now the way I see it is I was actually sort of covering up. And it's interesting because on the one hand, French women will say that they have a massive amount of respect for the level of perfection that American women are committed to when it comes to, you know, hair and makeup, especially We'll talk a lot about New Yorkers, how they always have the perfect brushing. I love this word in French, B-R-U-S-H-I-N-G, le brushing. It's going to be the phrase of the day on Instagram tomorrow. I love this word. This just means a blowout. But this is so key, and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, because the word for blowout en français in French is an English word because that's just not their thing. You know, of course, you can go to a salon here and have un brushing, but it's not something that you're going to do every day at home, at least not until you're of a certain age. And a lot of it has to do with just lifestyle. How does it affect your lifestyle to have to, I mean, with all of this hair that I have, it takes me 45 minutes to blow the hair out and, you know, do a little bit of a curling iron action. Doing that every day, that's a lifestyle changer. So, you know, and even if you're doing dry shampoo and you're only doing that every few days, that's, that's still quite a bit of time. But also it's not healthy for your hair. And yesterday I talked about Cyril Laloux and he is uh, who cuts my hair here in Paris. I adore him. Follow him on Instagram, Cyril Laloux Hair. I'm going to pull up my notes to make sure that I give you his Instagram correctly. Um, it is, hopefully I'm not making any mistakes because I don't have, oh, here it is. C-Y-R-I-L-L-A-L-O-U-E hair. Cyril. He's adorable. I've had some of the most meaningful conversations with him as he's done my hair from everything about, you know, French beauty and hair to culture, to meditation. We're both big fans of meditation. Anyway, I digress. He is the one who really encouraged me to stop blowing out my hair because I said, you know, he would say, you know, I'd say like, you don't have to do that. It's not good for your hair. And my response when we met in late 2014 was, but I have to, my hair is, you know, sort of wavy on underneath and frizzy on top. And I have to, because that's the way my hair is. And he said, that is not the way your hair is. That is the way your hair has become. That is the way your hair has become. So he really encouraged me to stop blowing out my hair, which I did. And I actually never started doing it again. And, and after about six months, I know that that sounds like a long amount of time, but after about six months, I really did see the difference. So now I will, I will blow out my hair if I'm having professional photos taken um, 
which isn't that often. Um, what I normally do is I let it air dry. So I'll wash it early in the morning or maybe at night. And then I will just use a really wide curling iron to sort of shape the ends and use some products to, you know, tame those flyaways. And I love dry shampoo. Dry shampoo is one of my best friends. Um, French Girl Organics makes a very great dry shampoo. For those of you calling in from the States, you can get French Girl Organics on Etsy. They're a lovely French inspired brand and um, theirs is nice because it's not aerosol. So that's a great tip for just having better hair health because better hair health just, you know, is what makes better for more beautiful hair. I mean, when you look at all of these French women with the, you know, the quote unquote effortless French girl hair, I promise you it's not that effortless at all. They're, they're going through a lot of the same steps that I am. You know, I said, I'll use a curling iron to sort of go over the ends and tame the flyaways. They're using bobby pins to have those perfect out of place pieces. They're using product to have that sort of tousled look, but without flyaways. Um, you know, a lot of one of my techniques that I love to do, you know, you probably noticed that you see me a lot walking around on Instagram stories with this sort of low bun in my hair. Well, I love it because a, especially when it's hot out, it keeps my hair off of my back, but B on the days where I, I know that, you know, I'm just, I don't feel like doing the curling the ends thing. If I have my hair a little bit wet and I do that low bun and then I take it out midday, I have these, um, you know, really natural big waves in my hair and then I can sort of run my fingers through it and then voila effortless French girl French hair don't care or as sometimes I like to call it I just made love hair because that's sort of what it looks like right so that's how I've changed my hair routine my hair is very very long right now which is you know in French culture um, you know you'll rarely see French women over the age of, I'd even say 50 with very long hair. Obviously, I'm not there in my life yet. Uh, that said, my hair is quite long, but I am okay with that because it's summertime. I just had it trimmed not too long ago, and I plan to do in the fall a nice, chic, um, you know, really classic cut, but to keep the length long-ish, but I'm easily going to take off three or four inches, and then I'll probably just let it grow. For a few months. One of the things I love about working with Cyril is he's very much a big fan of playing, working with your hair texture and not complicating things, not gilding the lily. So I love, you know, getting it, you know, a nice few inches cut off every four months or so, and then just letting it do its thing. Plus fall's a nice time to just have a sort of more polished look. You know, I'll start wearing more black and navy blue and gray again. And you know, wearing closed-toed shoes. So it just sort of fits the whole look. I want to come back to makeup. I very quickly got onto hair. Um, I want to come back to makeup because, as I said, I was I felt like I really realized I was covering up a lot. So I actually started to feel self-conscious about my my makeup. How much I there was a point at which I think it was maybe three months um, into living here that I started to realize that. Um, I was wearing more makeup than my 
my female friends here, my ami. It's funny when you're, you know, when you speak French, ami, A-M-I, a guy friend, ami, A-M-I-E is spelled the same. So sometimes when you're in a conversation and you want to specify you're talking about a female friend, you say ami. So when I was with my ami, so I started to, you know, just play around with maybe wearing a little bit less foundation. And actually one of my very good friends, um, well, he's my best friend, the friend, the French friend that I worked with at a gallery in New York years ago that I visit in Barcelona a lot. This is when you know someone's your best friend, right? When they can give you really honest feedback and, and do it in a way where it just work. It doesn't hurt. It works. And he had said to me, uh, one day, and he's such an elegant person. He has the best way of, you know, it's like, like this elegance de coeur, this elegance of heart that Yves Saint Laurent talked about that I cherish so much. He said, you know, Chéri, your makeup is beautiful, but you should, you, but consider reserving that for nighttime or for like events. And that way too, you have this more wow effect. And that was huge for me. Because you don't see this wow effect so much in the United States. Okay, what am I talking about? Imagine, I, f I feel like as, I, you know, again, I'm speaking as an American and I'm generalizing. So please forgive me. Of course, I know that not everyone is like this, but, you know, when you're giving a talk, it's, you speak in generalizations. So I feel like so many of us as American women, well, especially in the places I've lived, New York and especially LA, where people often go to the gym in full makeup, you, you see people in full makeup a lot. You rarely see them more natural. So you don't have the opportunity to have this wow effect. There is a beautiful wow effect that happens when you see someone in less makeup or no makeup often or sometimes, and then you see them when they put on mascara to go to a birthday dinner or... You know, they just decide that they feel like putting on red lipstick and they do it. Now, I'm not saying that you have to spend most of your life not wearing makeup. I'm just saying to consider the value of the wow effect. It's also great to let your skin breathe a little bit. So one of the things that I started doing, so the foundation that I wear, I still actually have my mom send me foundation from the United States because I am very loyal to my Neutrogena liquid makeup. It has SPF in it. It's great. I used to put it on with one of those triangle sponges, which I loved because it goes on quite thick and evenly and perfectly. Now you can't get those sponges here. I take that back. You can, but in the United States, you can get like 200 for $4 at CVS. Here you can get three for five euros at Monoprix. So that, you know, was I ready to start also importing sponges, makeup sponges? Not really. So I started using a brush to apply my foundation, which I didn't like at first. I tried it in the States. I didn't like it because it doesn't go on as thickly. as thickly, And it's just, I didn't feel like I was getting as much coverage. But then as I started reconsidering all these things, with, you know, seeing my French amis, how they do their makeup, I thought, you know what? What's the problem here? Is it that... Um, you know, the brush isn't giving me enough coverage or is it that I just actually really want to cover up my skin? And I realized it was the latter. So I started paying more attention to my skin's health, drinking more water, um, you know, being very, 
um, what's the word? I want to say regular, regular. I don't know, but really being um great about sticking to my routine at night. You know, thoroughly washing it, washing it in the morning, keeping it clean so that you know I had less blemishes. Duh, right? I mean, it's the most obvious thing in the world. But when you're but when you're wearing a full makeup, a full foundation where you can cover up spots and things like that, you just you do you consider your skin's health less. I started wearing. I actually stopped, I was going to say, I saw, I started wearing less blush. I actually stopped wearing blush for quite some time. And then in the winter, I started playing with it again because, you know, it's just a gray winter here and so much less sunlight <laughs> to have some blush to look like you have some life flowing through your veins sometimes. Um, but one of the really important things that I stopped doing as well is, like I said, I stopped um, playing up multiple attributes at once. And women oftentimes say, and I used to say this too, they can't wear red lipstick because they look like a clown. Well, yeah, I used to look like a clown if I would try and wear red lipstick and do the full on eye makeup and the mascara and the whole thing. Now that's fine if you're doing a red carpet event and everyone is sort of at that level of makeup, but for just, you know, real life, it's a lot. And most importantly, it's also just distracting from you, your energy, the words coming out of your mouth, it really, it really focuses attention on your physical features. And I think that that is the reason too, why we perceive French women as so confident. It's because they really, they take care of themselves, they do their makeup, they do their hair in a way that it's not the first thing that you notice in the room, you notice the ensemble of their style, when they walk into the room. And you know, certainly when you're, when you're talking to an attractive person, you know, you notice these things, but um, these attributes, you know, or, you know, a sweater they're wearing or a dress they're wearing that, you know, you love that you would love to, to own, um, but not so much in a way that it's what leads when they walk into a room. And I hope that that makes sense. So I stopped wearing as much eye makeup and I actually stopped wearing mascara sometimes that was huge i felt i felt naked naked but it was fun to sort of some days not and some days do and again experience this wow effect so i'll do this sometimes i will not wear mascara or i'll wear very light mascara if i feel like wearing a red lip so that's a big tip. And I've talked about it with a lot of my French girlfriends, my French amis, and they agree. Like, pick one, pick the eyes or the lips. Don't do both. It's too much, unless it's like, you know, your wedding or, or a very special occasion or something like that. It also, like, ladies, it just feels so good. It takes so much pressure off to not have to uh, maintain this level of, you know, makeup perfection standards. You can hear it in my voice. It's a sigh of relief. So that's makeup. I just addressed hair, les cheveux. Let's talk about clothes and style, le style. Um, you know, when I first moved here, I had to really pare down my wardrobe. There's an amazing stylist in LA who helped me do that. Her name is Amy Keller. You can follow her on Instagram, Amy Keller Consultant, A-M-Y-K-E-L-L-E-R Consultant. 
And uh, she really, she's not French, but she, she has French style down. She's a very chic femme. And she really helped me to, to start to grasp this concept of minimalism, of quality over quantity, of the importance of having things uh, you know, be tailored if they need to be. This, um, the red dress, the red Sandro dress that I got from a vide dressing, that's a vide dressing is literally empty closet. It's, you, if you, next time you come to Paris, you have to find out a vide dressing because this is where you get the, the, the things from Parisian women's closets that they're selling that they don't want anymore. Or that they just don't, actually that's a good point. It's not that they don't want them, they're not using them. The through line with French style is minimalism from how much is in your closet to what's in your closet. And this is what, and this makes life easier. There's less decisions to make when you have a well-organized closet. That's not, you know, I was going to say like en train de déborder. That means like, you know, overflowing with way too many options. And it makes packing easier for trips. It makes traveling lightly easier for trips. So Amy really is the first person who taught me how to do this. And I've been living in Paris for almost two years now. And it was all spot on. It's like, that's really what French style is about. So I've learned to, again, I talked about taking care of my skin first before I, before I cover it up. Same thing, you know, just taking care of myself, my health, my body. And I'm not even necessarily talking about weight. I'm just talking about, you know, being well in your skin, être bien dans sa peau. That's a very, I love that French expression, être bien dans son, sa peau. I, it's, you know, I think that it's important not so much because of how we dress ourselves, but it, it's very much tied to self-esteem and you don't, it's, it's so much less fun to be dressing to play a part or be dressing in a way in which, you know, you want other people to like what you're wearing versus dressing in a way that makes you feel great and you feel empowered and you feel like you're, you know, you look like you're living the life that you're, that, that you dream of. And again, you know, you don't want to wear things that are a distraction to your awesome, amazing self. So like this Sandro dress, you can see it. I posted a story on Instagram with me running around in it today. It did not really fit me well at first. It was too it was too billowy in the bust just because of the way that it was cut. So I took it to my tailor, who I love. He is in the ninth. He's currently on vacation. So I had to give him a for a whole month. So I gave him this dress was one of the things I gave him a bunch of things before he left in July. Um, and he took it in and he's amazing. He used to work at Sandro. He used to work at Givenchy. His cousin worked for Yves Saint Laurent himself, not for Saint Laurent, but for Monsieur Yves Saint Laurent. You all know by now I'm, I'm obsessed with the Yves Saint Laurent for so many reasons. Um, and, and it's great to have things that fit you because you fidget less, because you don't feel, you know, insecure. For example, if I had left this dress untailored, I would constantly be fidgeting because my bra would start to show sometimes if I sat a certain way, or I might feel like I'm not busty enough, or blah, 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 blah. So I got a great deal on this dress at a vide dressing, 10 euros, 10 euros. I spent another, I think, 20 euros to have it tailored. And now I have, uh, for 30 euros, 
a my go-to silk red summer dress to ride around the Vilib, those those rental bikes in Paris in for 30 euros. And it's a really lovely experience to go to the tailor and have them, you know, just do their thing and, and you know, let something out where it needs to be let out, take something in where it needs to be taken in. Just just make it to change it however it needs to be changed so that it honors your silhouette. So that again, you walk into the room, not not the dress that is amazing, but doesn't quite fit, or, you know, not the makeup that's really impressive, but that is sort of covering you up, um, you know, or, you know, not the hair that might be beautiful, but you might've spent your whole morning doing your hair instead of enjoying a coffee with a friend or just taking time to relax with one of your children. I don't know. There's all sorts of things Oh, I don't think you can hear them. I wish you could hear them. The church bells are ringing right now. It's not so peace, but I doubt they're coming in through the microphone. But there's also sorts of ways for us to spend our time that, that you know, make up our lives, right? And I started thinking about this a couple of years ago, that our lives at the end of the day are made up of all of these little moments. So I'm not saying that it's not important to spend time on yourself. Au contraire. Like, I'm saying the opposite, that self-care is very important. And I've really learned that on, in, a, in a whole new way living here in France. But I think it's just important to remember what your motivation is and what your inspiration is. I think if you're inspired to take care of yourself and, you know, to um, manicure, your, to groom yourself or, or, you know, spend more time dressing up because it inspires you and it engages you more in you know in in what you're creating in the world in in and how brightly you're shining in your day-to-day actions as far as self-esteem and confidence great but if you're motivated from more of a place of you know what do people think of me um am i good enough is it perfect enough you know do i have um you know is it perfect basically i keep coming back to this word perfect because for me um as an American living in France, now reminiscing on my beauty routine living in the States, it, I remember it really being tied a lot to perfection. If that's your motivation, um, then that may not be the best way to spend your time because at the end of the day, you want to feel empowered and you want to feel lit up. So as far as my style goes, how it's changed, um, you know, I think I think that I moved to France at a very important time in my life. I moved here just before, just after, let's see. Um, I'm turning 39 in November. So it was just before my 37th birthday. So, you know, really important time in my life as a woman. I feel like I've really embraced dressing like a woman living here, um, living in a big city like Paris is very fun if you love to sort of, you know, dress up in a more conservative way, because it certainly is a little bit more conservative here. Um, but I think that the the fun thing for me, too, is I've really, you know, now it's been two years. So I, so I came into this experience really wanting to look Parisian and really not wanting to look American. And I see that really clearly now. But now I have this confidence where I am Parisian. I'm, 
I'm very clear on, you know, how I want to carry myself in the world on, you know, what my style is, meaning what I like, what inspires me from fashion and creativity. And so now I'm from, I'm dressing myself from this very empowered place of not necessarily wanting to look Parisian, but wanting to look like Carrie Ann James. So this is a very fun example. And this is a very, very recent example. So one of the things that I love to do is just have, I might have a more conservative sort of look going on, but I have like one piece that's a little bit crazy, so to speak. That's definitely not Parisian. So a lot of times it's, it's a piece of jewelry. It's either, you know, I love to wear these long, um, you know, precious stone, very, uh, you know, um, bohemian earrings that I brought from California or like a big bohemian ring or something like that. And for a while, honestly, because I wanted to fit in, I didn't, I didn't wear jewelry like that. But now I'm like, it's part of who I am and I love it. And it makes me, makes me very, you know, unique in my style here. Something that um, I've missed from living in California and New York is, you know, you the, the style there is a little bit more adventurous, like it is in Italy or Spain, for example, brighter colors, you know, it's just a little bit more playful. And I've missed that. So lately, I've been incorporating a lot more bright colors into my style. And on my last trip to Barcelona, I scored this pair of high heels i have to oh if you if you go on instagram on the paris darling it might still be on yesterday i did a little video of me walking around in these shoes because i love these shoes so much or maybe it was the day before yesterday um but they're great and they're from h&m and i got them uh pendant les soldes during the sales i do a lot of shopping well not a lot of shopping because i am quite minimalist but i, I pick up some fun pieces things that i really like or things that my wardrobe is missing during the the sales that happen twice a year here in europe and they're fun they're fuchsia they have tons of straps they are this sort of puffy sort of material which makes them very comfortable but they're silky too which is great and i wore them a ton when i was in spain so much fun bright colors and um and i've been wearing them here this uh these last few days and i wore them out where i'm trying to remember i went to oh i met a dear friend for dinner friday night at cafe charlot and she loves hot pink so i wore them for her and it was the first time i've actually worn them in paris because again they're like kind of crazy for paris so i wore this black um, oversized Kenneth Cole blazer, this black American apparel bodysuit, these really fun, um, again, ironically, now they're in fashion here, but when I started wearing them here a year ago, my French Amiya were like, those jeans are awful, you can wear them. And I was like, I love them, I don't care. These vintage high waist, essentially mom jeans that I got from Salvation Army in Santa Rosa, California, where I grew up a couple of years ago and then I wore these fuchsia heels and I was just like yep this is my look tonight with my like little coach over the shoulder bag my little black bag so I was very conservative except for these heels ladies the amount of looks and compliments because plus I'm riding the bicycle around Paris people that stopped me to compliment me on these shoes this does not happen in Paris <laughs> it was like I'm officially calling them the shoes of of happiness. People were just inspired by these shoes and I loved it. And I made a mental note to share it with you. 
because it, for me, it was such a great lesson in, you know, always let your style really be an extension of your personality. And, you know, whether you're in a more conservative place like Paris or, you know, wherever you are, remember that style is personal and wear what you love. It's art. The way we dress ourselves is art. And the most important thing is how you feel, right? The most important thing is really truly how you feel. And I think, and I think the only thing, you know, of course you have to be, you, you want to dress for the occasion in life. I'm not saying, you know, I've totally thrown out this idea of, you know, I'm, I've, I'm not saying, I don't care if people think about how I dress. No, I dress appropriately for the, the, situa the situations that I'm going into. Um, but I'm really dressing from a place of, of uh, what lights me up, what expresses my personality, what expresses who I am. I'm a Californian Parisian. And I'm very proud to be a Californian Parisian. And I think that, you know, it is important too to talk about, you know, what is, as far as image goes, what is important in French culture? You know, we all, we all judge. So, you know, we're just humans. Our minds work that way. So, and I get it. A lot of times we dress for other people because we're aware that we're being judged and we want to be judged a certain way. I completely get it. So, so how do French people judge each other if it's not based on, you know, perfection? What's very important to them is self-respect. And what emits, omits, omits, emits, emits, what, what um, shows self-respect? as far as, you know, beauty, style, wellness, is a certain level of self-care and attention to detail and being well thought out. Which also, by the way, for me, as far as like, this doesn't have to do with really, well, it kind of has to do with style and a sense of how I carry myself in the world. I was a person before moving here, and this might be from a hangover from my New York days, I was just like, go, 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 go. And I would rush to appointments and I would, you know, rush from this place to the next. And I realized that showing up rushed is not elegant and it does not show a certain element of self-respect. I take my time. I plan ahead. If I need 30 minutes between a call and leaving, you know, to get on the bike or to take the subway or get an Uber to just kind of freshen up and or sit and relax and drink a glass of water. I do that. And so these are these are really some of the, the, the major ways that my style, the way I take better care of myself, um, not just from you know how I do my makeup and how I do my hair, um, but just taking time for myself listening more to my body? Am I rested? Uh, am I thirsty? Do I feel like doing this? You know, French women are really great in that they, it's, it's, it's not from an aggressive, an aggressive place, but they are not afraid to clearly communicate what they want to do and what they don't want to do. And I think that that is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. There was one other beauty product that I wanted to share with you that's pretty amazing that I have discovered since living here. It's um, Touche Eclat, 
from Yves Saint Laurent Beauté, and it's an it's an under eye concealer, and there's a little bit of um, like a shine in it. It's not a shine. It's and it's certainly not glitter because who wants that? But um, but it's an amazing product, and um, I'm going to show how I use it in the Art de Vivre class but it is I mean it is really something I never really used well I take it back I did use under eye concealer um, when I was living in the states but really more I think just from a place of I felt like that's just part of what you do when you're doing your makeup um, but this stuff I mean this stuff is is miraculous because if you're feeling a little bit tired <laughs> this stuff just makes you look alert and there so i not only do i have it in my makeup kit but i usually end up taking it with me during the day if i feel like it's just going to be one of those really really long days which we all have right we're all we're all women creating our own lives and creating lots of magic in the world nispa so let's open it up to a little q a and again you can ask me anything there are one including myself there are one two three four five six of us on this call we have seattle here where my sister lives okay so i'm going to unmute you all you're unmuted and if you want to to speak up with a comment or a question just go ahead and do so and if more than one People, more than one person speaks up at once and don't worry i'll just moderate no big deal there doesn't seem to be a lot of background noise um so we can just do it this way does anyone have any questions how about did i say anything that really surprised you or something that um i don't know maybe maybe you could even you're open to disagree with me too if you've had a different experience those of you who have spent more time in Paris or France. Hey Carrie Ann, it's Sarah. Hey Sarah, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm good. It's so good to hear your voice. I know, right? It's been too long. It's been forever. What is your weather like in Chicago? Um it's been beautiful the past two days. Which is great. Is it really humid? No humidity. Yeah. No, oh. the hum it's gone right now. But we had it'll be back. It's August. Yeah. My hair will go yeah. frizzy in no time. You'll be you'll be rocking your French girl hair in no time. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I realize listening to you, I I already do all this just because I'm I'm too lazy to actually put on makeup. Um, but but I just wanted to say. Oh, I'm sorry, Hannah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to say that it's so key what you just said, because for you, it's lazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so it I'm is sorry. true. It's, it's the mindset, yeah. That's yeah. why I fit in so well when I'm in Paris. Yeah. Um, no, I just wanted to comment. I was fascinated that you're in, like, the land of cosmetics, right, with Estee Lauder and Lancome and all that stuff, but you still have your Neutrogena shipped to you. I thought that was adorable. It's, from it's your so funny. I can't even tell you so many. So, and that said, now, mind you, I'm wearing, I'm wearing, you know, significantly less foundation when I go out, but French women, I get asked, um, I mean, at, at least a few times every couple of weeks, what makeup I use. And they're, and you know, they're like, wow, 
it is amazing. And I think, you know, you can get Neutrogena products here, but not this particular foundation. Um, but that said, it's interesting too, because, you know, the grass is always greener as, as Americans were really obsessed with French beauty products. And there are some amazing drugstore finds. And I share a lot of that in the Art de Vivre ebook. But um, like Embryolis, a lot of people know about that. They make a really great under eye stick that I recently discovered. That's amazing. Um, but, but, you know, French women who've traveled to the States, they love going to American drugstores. And they say that, you know, American, the American cosmetic industry does basics like no other. And it's true when it comes to like the basics, basics. I mean, even that example of those makeup applicator sponges. <laughs> yeah. Like, or anything that has to do with nails here. It's like, you know, I don't, I, I do my own nails here and I'm, you know, and it's fine. It doesn't bother me in, this, in some way. It's sort of meditative. It's like my little Sunday night routine, my little self-care routine with a nice bath. Um, but manicures here are like, oh, de prix. It means like out of, oh, de prix means like outside of the price. It's like they're beyond expensive. Anything that has to do with nails is just crazy expensive. I don't know why. It just is. It's really interesting. Huh. You know, you see, it's funny, right? Yeah. I live for my $30 mani-pedis. Oh, yeah. See, no, that's maybe a manicure here. Oh, okay. Maybe. Good to know. I miss my bloomy nails. You know, I'm dating myself yeah. here, but my, my bloomy nails, like, I don't know, $18 mani-pedi on a Sunday in New uh -huh. York. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's interesting. But I love that you said that you're you feel you feel lazy. And I remember like when my friend Xavier said to me, you know, hon, like you can do save like everything you do is great and it looks beautiful, but save that for evening. You don't need to you don't need to do all that for the day. And I remember thinking, I don't <laughs> Like, aren't I just supposed to, <laughs> right? So, you know, and I can definitely see that now when I look back in photos, not in a bad way. It's just, it's very, very interesting. Yeah. And you, you have great hair. I love the curl in your hair. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, made by uh, awesome. buns at night. You do buns at buns. night? Yep. That's it. A good technique. It's a very good, good technique. Style. Such a good technique. Now, the interesting thing is, is you won't hear a lot of French women giving their techniques very often. But I'm, I'm sharing them here. <laughs> I'm like the little, <laughs> the covert operation here. But yeah, the bun at night or the bun, like I said, for me in the morning, if I have wet hair, like, hello. This is not rocket science, but these are little things that can actually look quite chic you know, a nice little low bun and, but just like can save you 30 minutes during your day. I mean, come on, who doesn't want that? <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you, my dear. D'accord. Um, Does anybody else have a comment or a question or maybe something hey, that surprised um, them? Harriet's Jen, I'm in San Francisco right now. Oh, hey, Jen. Oh, yeah, you're popping up as LA because of your, your, uh, yeah, oh, your yes. phone. How's it I'm going? How's San Francisco? In a closet. <laughs> my kids are in the, <laughs> we're in a hotel room. I and my it. kids are out there. So I'm hiding inside a closet to listen. 
Um, <gasps> it feels really creepy, but um, <laughs> I love you. I, I love you too. And my favorite uh, thing that I've I've been missing that I've I've run out of almost um, from Paris is the makeup removal sponges. So I know you were talking about makeup application sponges and, and brushes, but um, that brand I don't know how you say it, but the makeup it looks like um, they're like I think oval mostly, um, and I feel like they really remove makeup the best that I've found and way better than the things in the U.S. But I didn't buy nearly enough when I left. Um, Those are great. So so cheap, too. They're not like, it's not like a luxury item, but it's those things that I like to bring back. So There's another great thing. Uh, Next time you're here, I don't, uh, it's in my, it's in my, bathroom and I don't want to I'll put it in the I'll put it in the email with the audios for these calls because I forget the brand but it's from Monoprix and it's a mitt there's like two different sizes you can get you can't wash it with washing detergent I'm not sure exactly what is in this mitt but you're supposed to just wash it with like normal just like hand soap but it's amazing especially when you're traveling it's this very soft cloth and you just get it wet and you gently rub it over your face, even your eyes, and it just takes off all of your makeup, even mascara. That's and I like only magic. discovered it a few months ago. It is magic. And then you just... I, I bought a few on my trip here to San Francisco and I, I ran out and I was trying to use the, the, um, the cellar water to get my eye makeup off after the wedding. And it was like nothing was happening without those sponges. Um, so, Yeah. This is a cloth mitt that you can reuse over and over and over. Yeah, I'll put And it's like 14 euros. It's amazing. And for traveling, it's the best because, you know, like I said, I talked about um, now I'm more focused on my skin's health. One of the ways that I do that, and this comes from my mom. She used to, you know, she still always washes her face with a washcloth and she, we, we'd travel and she'd need her washcloth. And I would, you know, kind of, you know, jerky little teenager, I'd make fun of her for it. But now I get it. You really need to get your face clean and gently exfoliate yeah. your face. So having these mitts when I travel is great because you yeah. don't necessarily know if you're going to have a washcloth or sometimes, you yeah. know, in Europe, especially the water's hard. So you get these really rough towels and crunchy washcloths. Yeah. Ooh, that's like, that's, that's not going to help your face. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, that's like an so unexpected microdermabrasion. And I'm sorry because I missed yesterday's call. So I don't want to ask this question if you already oh, no, went okay. over it because I can listen. Um, but did you go over your personal, like, just like, I guess, like skincare routine more specifically with specific no I didn't I didn't but I'm happy I'm happy to do that right now you know yesterday I talked a lot more I think about you know I talked about um I it was more focused it was kind of just a more general talk I gave a little more info about you know my move to Paris for people who aren't familiar with my story I talked quite a bit yesterday about communication style about um about dating, about friendship, about family. And no need to apologize for not being on yesterday's call because yesterday was really planned more for the for the Aussie audience. I'm tr- I try to be mindful too since you know we're so we're all spread out over the world. So I knew that most of the Americans weren't going to make the, you know, Paris noontime yesterday. So no apologies. Um 
my nightly skincare routine, at least right now, I always like to try new products. So um, sometimes I'll switch it out, but I don't do that manicky switching out of products that I used to do all the time. I really will use a product until it's done before I test a new one. Um, I will uh, take out my contacts, obviously. I use this really great um, eye makeup remover from Aesop, which is lovely. It's an oil, a little goes a long way. I actually only started using Aesop products living here in France, although I, you know, I know that they're available in the United States. So I use that and I just sort of gently, gently rub my eyes. And then I'll use one of those cotton pads to wipe it off. Um, and then I will use that mitt. Now I could use the mitt to do my eye makeup too, but if I'm not traveling, I, I like to use the Aesop because it's just a little bit more gentle than, you know, sort of rubbing with the cloth mitt. I'll then use the mitt to do like a first pass on my face with water just to really, you know, get the surface level makeup off. And then I'll wash my face. And I'm right now currently using an Aesop facial wash, which I love. I also am really big on smells and I love the smells of their products. And then I alternate between um, either, I love Kiehl's, I forget what it's called, but it's like Midnight Oil or something, Midnight something. It's this, it's this great lavender oil. Or I'll use the Ombriolis stick under my eyes and um, use either the Ombriolis um, cream on my face. And by the way, anything I'm putting on my face, I'm also putting on my neck and my décolleté, the sort of the upper chest areas. My dermatologist always reminds me that your face starts with your face and goes all the way. He actually says it goes all the way to your fingertips. So but he's talking also about sunscreen and all that. Um, and, and I always really moisturize my lips before bed too. And on the outside. Um, and honestly, I, you know, I like Vaseline a lot. That might not be the, the most healthy option, but it really works, especially in winter or I have this little pot of a lavender lip balm that's actually from a winery down the street from my parents house in Sonoma that I love the point is you know just to keep it keep the lips and just outside of the lips really really well moisturized um, and then maybe once a week I will um, do sort of like a, a mini microdermabrasion I actually have a little microdermabrasion machine um, like a travel sized one's well, not really a machine. It's more, it's kind of like the size of an electric toothbrush or I'll use one of those um, brushes to wash my face. Or again, French Girl Organics makes a really great facial polish powder that smells lovely. I'll mix that in with my cleanser. Um, and then I'll do um, some sort of like an exfoliating cream that I'll sleep with. Like I love the Glytone products. Um, but those, um, you know, if anyone hasn't used products with glycolic acid in them, just, you know, be really mindful or maybe talk to your dermatologist first because everyone has different levels of sensitivity. But I find with my skin doing that once a week is a really great way to keep my skin fresh and exfoliated. There's also a lovely toner with a little bit of glycolic acid in it too. Again, if you haven't used glycolic acid, just be mindful, maybe ask your dermatologist. It's not that strong, but I'm just, I'm, you know, not a dermatologist clearly. So I'm just sharing what works for me. It's a toner called Skin Prep. 
And it's from a company, of course, I'm completely blanking on it right now because I need the name of it right now. Um, but I'll include it in the, in the email with the audios. It's called Skin Prep. And it's actually a company that I found on Amazon. So that's available in the United States. But, you know, it's also summertime here. So I'm doing, I mean, hello, summertime everywhere, except, you know, half of the world. But I'm, you know, being mindful to do a little bit less of the exfoliating type activities um, just because my, my skin tends to be sensitive to sun. So in the morning, my routine is um, sometimes I don't wash my face in the morning. Sometimes I just splash some hot or maybe some cold water on it. If I wash it right now, it's with that Aesop facial wash. And then I'll put, I'll again do the Ambreoli stick in the cream, let that sit. And then I'll put a really good sunscreen on it. Right now I'm using uh, Clarins, Clarins, 50 SPF that I like a lot. Um, and I put that again on my neck and my chest too, in the backs of my hands and the backs of my forearms. And then I, you know, let that sit a little bit. And then I do le maquillage, the makeup. And that's it. So I think it's just, for me, it's become, um, you know, it's not, nothing that I do is that out of the ordinary, but I just, I listen to my skin, so to speak. I'm extra careful about keeping it clean, keeping it hydrated, not just from the outside, but from the inside, drinking water. I don't like water. I have a huge bottle of water next to me right now. I carry water with me everywhere. I'm just one of those people don't like the taste of water, um, but it's so important. And in Paris, we can drink the tap water, so I have no excuse. Um, since you're talking about water, I had a question about just if you want to talk about it for a moment, the um, yeah. use of the little spray cans of water like the Evian, and um, I guess every brand really makes it now, but the little like brumisteur. Um, the brumatiseur. <sighs> I love those. <laughs> those I like, love. Oh, they're you. I love them so much. Those are another great reason to not wear as much makeup because obviously if you're, if you're wearing full on makeup and you spray water on your face, it's just, you know, it's not, it's not ideal. Um, I love those, you know, I used to, when I first discovered them, I would always carry them in my purse and kind of missed myself now. And then I actually use them a lot more at home now, if I'm just having a moment where I want to relax um, sometimes I'll take them with me if I'm in a really hot place, like in Barcelona in the summer. It's great to do a little brumatiseur mist. Um, and they're also really great at doing your, your self-care beauty routine because some products are absorbed more efficiently when your skin is a little bit moist. So, you know, if the climate's really dry or I'm feeling extra tired or, you know, maybe I just... Um, want to let a product sit on my face a little bit longer, I'll use a brumatiseur and then put whatever cream or oil is in my hands and I'll rub my hands and then just sort of gently pat my hands all over my face and, and, you know, wait until it's all completely dry before I apply anything else. Thank you. I keep muting myself because my kids might yeah. make some loud noise. So, that's oh, awesome. no, that's, Thank oh, you so you're much. so thoughtful. That's okay. Do you use those brumatiseurs? Yes. Um, and I found that when we stayed in Paris at the apartment, we, you know, were in, they had it in the refrigerator waiting for us um, because obviously it was a few weeks ago, so it was really hot. Right. And they just had it in there ready. I already had mine, but um, 
I thought that was really thoughtful. So. Oh, that's a nice touch. Yeah. Just like walk around with the kids when everything got too hot. And that's a good point too. I forget that you can put them in the fridge. Feels really oh, yeah, good. I should do that in Los Angeles. I should definitely put mine in the fridge. I always keep it near my makeup because I'm using it there, but um, I should definitely, you know, add that to mine. I've heard that kids in France use it in their backpacks. Like they all have it um, to keep them cool, I think, from school. One of my like strongest memories of when I was a student here was just how well organized all of the students were and especially the the girls. They all had like their cute little thing of Kleenex and their, you know, cute little thing of of hand lotion and their, you know, cute little brumatiseur. It's like it's this common theme I feel like of being organized and and valuing self-care too. Do you use the brumatiseur when you're doing your makeup? That um, is something I had read about actually removing my makeup and not using like tap water. So oh. like using, yeah, that to like kind of spritz to just take off the rest of it <gasps> instead of tap water. But that's, that's a great It is. Yeah, I know. If we could all, if we, you know, only using bottled mineral water too. Exactly. To touch our faces, yes. No, but no, but it's, it's, that's a really like a great bit. tip. But that's kind of like what I mean, to, but that's sort of how I'm using it in a different sense when I say I just want a product to, you know, absorb a little more nicely. You know, it is, it, it is very luxurious, but it helps if it's just sort of less sloppy than splashing water on your face. And it's also more even and uniform to, you know, spray your brumatiseur and, and then add your products. Good tip. Maybe I'll try that tonight with my eye makeup. Merci, Jen. Does anyone, I think you muted yourself, Jen, so. I did. Yeah, okay. No, 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 you're great. You're so welcome. Yeah, no, I know. You're so welcome. All good. Like toys and things, so. (laughs) All good. Does anyone else have any questions or any comments or anything that you want to share from your beauty routine or, or anything about personal style? I love hearing more about you. Hi there. It's Katrina calling in from Calgary. Hi. Hi, Katrina. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. What is your weather like? Uh, gorgeous and sunny. Mm, good. And, um, I'm Canadian, so we use Celsius. It's plus 26 degrees. I have no idea what that is in Fahrenheit. <laughs> I know what that is now. I'm, fi- I'm proud to say that I'm finally in a place where someone can tell me what it is Celsius, and I can say, oh, that's lovely. Good for you. A nice 26 degrees. <laughs> I'd say, I'm gonna, I want to say 70s. I think so. Like it's, you, it's warm. It's definitely summer, but it's not, it's not hot. You're not like, no, that was yeah. last week. We were in the plus eighties for, for Fahrenheit. Cause I had to look it up for my American friends. They're like, what do you mean? It's hot. It's like, well, wait a minute. What is plus 30 in Celsius? Okay. So it's plus 70 in Fahrenheit and plus 80 in Fahrenheit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. So I think I'm pretty right. I'm proud of myself. Sure. Yeah. So I'm really curious. Um, I'm actually heading to Paris in November. My first time since 
almost 16 years. It's been way too long. And um, I'm curious to know two things. Um, first, your hairdresser, does he have a salon? Because he sounds absolutely fantastic, and I'd love to have somebody with a new eye to check out my hair. He's amazing. He does not have a salon. I got very lucky. Okay. He he mainly just does uh, photo shoots, and but I'm going to see him. When are you coming? Uh, we land on the third of November, and we're oh, you leaving land again on, on my the birthday. <laughs> oh my gosh! How fun! I landed so in 2014. That was my birthday present to myself. That's how this whole journey moving here started. I, I was my, my first time as an adult spending a month in Paris and I landed on my birthday, November 3rd. And it, it was really, really something. So, okay. So you'll be here November 3rd. I'm seeing Cyril before then. So I'll check in with him and see, um, and just see if, you know, what he says. Oh if my he has gosh. That would be schedule. so amazing. He's an incredible Thank person. You. You're welcome. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so I, I will wait to hear from you and see if that's a possibility. Um, thank you. And uh, also, um, the sale you were talking about with the women who had pieces that they just, you know, were ready to let go and have it move on. Uh, you said that happened twice a year. Is that true? Great question. Okay. Because, um, because um, it's important. And so if, it doesn't sound like I explained it really well. So I'm so, so glad that you asked. So. When I talked about les soldes, the sales, when we talk about les soldes, the sit, like anytime you hear someone talk about the sales in France or, or in Spain or Italy, those are sales that happen twice a year. They're at the end of each season. So right now, actually, I think they're already over here, but maybe a few weeks ago, you could walk into any of the stores and things were like 30 to 60% off. So you could get a lot of really great summer clothes. Um, and then in the winter around New Year's, the same thing will happen. So that's a separate thing. The vide dressing, where it literally means it's V-I-D-E-D-R-E-S-S-I-N-G. Again, this is like another Amer American English, another English word that the French have adopted on dressing. Um, this is where these are private sales where people are selling things that they no longer want or need or use. And these just sort of pop up. Sometimes these are very private in that like one of the one of the dressing that I got the most amazing things from was just my friend Celine, who was moving. A lot of times it's a girlfriend's moving and she's like, everyone come over. We're going to have l'apéro. We're going to have, you know, some drinks. We're going to have wine and maybe some champagne and you're just going to go through this pile of stuff that I don't want anymore and it's going to be like 10 euros the a piece or five pieces for 30 euros or whatever but oftentimes they are also organized in a more public way but it's very sort of um last minute for example the dress that I'm wearing right now this Sandro dress this was a vide dressing that was hosted at the Hotel Grand Amour, the Hotel Grand Amour in the 10th arrondissement, the 10th district. And I was literally just having brunch with my friend Marie there one day. And I, it was a Sunday and I had time to, to spare. And I noticed they had a vide dressing next door. So I walked in and I got this dress. So um, the thing you're gonna wanna do is just keep Googling vide dressing Paris leading up to your trip and hopefully there'll be some that have been posted online 
and then just go to them. That is awesome. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm sorry I can't, you know, there's not really, I, I can't give more concrete advice, but that's sort of what, actually, that's pretty concrete advice, but I'm sorry I can't give you, you know, more said information, but, but that's part of the fun of it, actually, too. Yeah, exactly. The, the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. It makes yeah. it really fun. And you can get some great things. I mean, it's silly. I have my friend Celine from Hervey Dressing. I have this pair of beautiful Gucci high heels that I think I paid 20 euros for. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the best. The, anytime you see me in wearing like a, a, a black leather motorcycle jacket, that's, I got that from her V dressing and it was perfect because I just moved here and, you know, I brought as much as I could. And at the time I was planning to take another trip back to California to get more things, but just, you know, my schedule wouldn't allow for it. So it worked out perfectly. So yeah, do those. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Thanks for being a part of this. And thanks for participating in the Q&A. I know that, you know, it can be a little bit intimidating at first. So thanks for raising your hand. Does anyone else have a question or a comment? Anyone else? Going once. Going twice. Going three times. Okay, so then I think we will wrap up this call. I will send an email to everyone who is on the list either to attend live or to have the recordings. I'll include uh, those two skincare products that I mentioned. I will also, I'll include the word vidressing so that you have that in your notes too. And you'll have the two audios for this call. I'm sure that you saw today either on Instagram or Facebook that I announced the programming for my August classes, L'Art de Vivre, my first French lifestyle class. And then also I've created an intermediate French class, which is going to be very grammar focused, um, but not intense in that it's going to be more me helping you to study. So I know that summertime, especially August, is a time for us to, you know, really relax and enjoy our time with loved ones, French style. So the intermediate class is really intended for beginners as a very natural, easy next step for more advanced learners as a very natural way to just get some more practice in. So if that speaks to you at all, look at that as well. Um, but regardless, if you go on the site and you look at the sales pages for those two classes, I've put up a lot of free audio and video content. So even if you're not interested in doing a class this month, enjoy all of that free content. Um, you know, of course, you know, the my, my main mission in life is to to inspire more francophiles to speak french and inspire more aspiring francophones to go further along their french journey but you know part of a big part of my mission is simply to share and inspire in general so all of that free content is there for you to enjoy so with that i will say thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart merci de tout coeur it's been lovely to connect with you live. 
And I wish you all a very, very beautiful rest of your dimanche, rest of your Sunday. Je vous embrasse, mes belles. Ciao.